Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zen Ashe. I'm your conduit, your coach, your connection to that better life. A coach draws out hidden potential. A conduit provides a connection. And a catalyst sparks change. So that's what I'm here to do. I am here to connect you to amazing interviews with people that you might not have heard about, but you should know about because they really are doing some things in our community. And I'm here to spark change through providing you with food for thought, you know, by introducing you to books, by introducing you to music, to all kind of different tools that are out there that a lot of them are free that can help you to spark change. It can help you to grow because we should all be about the good. We should all be about the growth. You know, the whole purpose of Zenergy, the whole idea behind Zenergy is that we start off as a microscopic seed and egg, you know, just something so small you could put in the palm of your hand. And we should grow to our full potential, but some of us don't. Some of us get stuck. And we need something to unstick us. We need a catalyst. We need somebody to come in and jumpstart us. And so I found myself in that position and I realized that people had come into my life and jumpstarted me and they had set me on a different path. And then I'm like, you know what? My Angelou says, you know, when you grow, when you learn, you reach back and you teach Mm -hmm. each one, teach one. So I was like, you know what? I need to do that. I need to make it my job to spread Zenergy to spread that that butterfly effect, those little changes that can make big results. And so that's why we're here. And so I am here today with Yolan. Say hi to the people. What up, people? What's going on? Yeah, and I met him. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. I don't even know the first time I met you. I think I met you when uh, we were doing – it was before the improv, right? When did we meet? I think it was the improv. You was actually spitting. Okay, I think that's when I met you. Uh, We both were on a show with Soul Carita, Soul Poetry at the improv. Shout out to Soul Poetry, my team, Soul Poetry. Shout out to Kanai and the whole squad. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. and, and, um, you know, you got up and you did some of your amazing poetry. I got up. We were doing that public service announcement show. (laughs) Yeah, I got up and I did the fatherhood piece, and he he got up and and he did – you always do these amazing pieces that take you on a journey from from one place in life to another place in life, yeah. you know. And so I love I love his poetry. And then I learned he was an actor and activist and all these different things. And, you know, he ended up becoming a nominated for a luminary award, you know, for just being a life changer, somebody who brings light to people. And so we are going to be talking today about are you building or are you just busy because a lot of us are busy i mean this is a rat race in america right now people are busy people get up in the morning and they don't stop until 10 11 o'clock at night and sometimes they're being productive and effective and sometimes they're just being busy and we actually need to stop and evaluate which are we are we busy or are we building? Because if you're building, that means that you're doing things on purpose and you have a goal in mind and you're actually prioritizing what you're doing. And if you're busy, that means you just got a long to-do list and you just checking things off on that to-do list, but you might not be getting anywhere because every time you get one thing done, you know what happens? 
Something else has to be added to that list. <laughs> You're the hamster on the wheel. You're the hamster on the wheel. No, no production, just busy. You know. That's a great image because the hamster never gets anywhere. Uh-uh. It uh-uh. just moves. Just spins his wheels. Just spins his wheels. Uh-uh. Yeah. So that's a great image. So, you know, he picked this topic of of busy versus building because I have a list when I on my podcast guest form. I have a list of all these different topics, and you know, I love when the guest picks the topic because that means they got something to say. That means that they know what they want to say and they, they got some something to spit, you know, to us. And so, you know, I love this topic because I think that what COVID did for a lot of people is make them look at their schedule. Make them look at, look at everything I was doing at work. Look at everything I was being required to do. Now I'm at home. How am I going to get these things done? And then they started realizing there might have been a lot of wasted time. Or there might have been more effective ways to get that stuff done. You know, this whole COVID thing has made people shift their paradigms about what being effective means and how can I be effective. And a lot of people have become a lot happier, you know, because they're doing things differently because they've evaluated all this busyness that they were doing and realized this wasn't getting me anywhere. I need to change things. I need to switch things. So what made you pick that topic? Like, what did you, you know, what did you think of when you saw that topic? Uh, The pandemic, right? And it was, it was just that the two things I saw was the person that said, oh, I'm too busy to do this. And then they lost their job or they went part-time or they had to find another income. So everything they wanted to do, they was too busy, but now you have the, the time to do it. So what's your excuse now? Then I saw the people that was too busy but got fired and then was like, oh, I got to find something else to do and started doing books and started printing T-shirts and started, you know, got on the entrepreneur direct, started cooking more, started opening other uh, restaurants. Like it was just, okay, it's no excuse. You're making excuses now. So when you say I'm too busy to do this, I'm too busy to do this. What happened this year, right? Mm -hmm. This year really made everybody focus and had to sit you down. I remember I was, Watching Farrakhan, he had mentioned that COVID made everybody in prison. Mm. You, everybody's in solitary, right? So now what you going to do, because now all you have is your mental. So now you can accomplish all the things you said. You, I don't care if it's I want to work out or I want to watch this TV series. But now you have the time. I want to watch my kids. Two things. Other two things I seen. I was telling my wife about. I said, either we're going to see. A whole lot of divorces <laughs> <laughs> or, or a whole lot of babies because mm. you at home a lot. And one of the things that we seen was the high rate of domestic violence because mm. you're too busy to understand who you was with. Ooh, you were too busy to understand who you were with. Woo. That's yeah. a mouthful. That's a mouthful. Yeah. That is something that's happened. Um, A lot of people, we don't always realize that sometimes school and work is a refuge for some people. It gets them away from what should be their castle, what should be their safe zone, but isn't always. And um, you're right. When people are busy out there in the workplace or at school, some of those problems that were there, are kind of put to the back burner. You didn't have to deal with them. You didn't have to deal with them. But 
when you're not as busy, then it becomes a bigger focus. So we, we have seen a lot of shifts. And, and you're right, a lot of people have had to reevaluate. A lot of people have had to sit down with themselves because they didn't have the distractions of right. other people. Right. And, and get quiet and get thoughtful and actually evaluate where they are. And for some people, that's been hard. And for some people, it's been a life-changing in a really positive way. I've opened, I, I, start, I made a website. Well, a homeboy, Carlos, right? He was like, yo. You do a website because you have all. Uh, worry about that later. It was always put off, so I finally put it together, and it was perfection. Right, mm. have my movie reels on there, whatever I'm doing, the upcoming events, the book, and whatnot. Right, right. So then I did. I started doing more podcasts. I started having time to be able to do that because before the pandemic, it was show, show, show. Of course, you know, dealing with the kids, other stuff, going back home, this and this. I was too busy to do the things that I really wanted to do. Even though this year was terrible in unimaginable ways, it still brought new seeds that I wanted to do. I just said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put forth because I have the time to now. So that other, what, that, what that also tell you is that you have more time than you think. You just being busy. And then when you're done with that, you're probably watching Netflix for eight hours, you know, Hulu, this own social media. So you have the time. You're just being busy because this is how you program to do. We work nine to five. We're in the right race. It's the competition. You got to go for that race, trying to do this, whatever, whatever. And you just focus on that. You lose focus on life and just enjoying. So when you, my whole thing is I want to be busy enough to build early so I can rest later. Right? Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear you. You know, what you just said, it reminded me of uh, Eric Thomas. And he has a, a video where he said, Oprah has the same amount of hours you do. Hey, you nice. know, P. Diddy has nice. the same amount of hours in the day you do. True. Anybody that you see that's multimillionaire, billionaire, whatever, they have the same amount of hours in a day that you do. But they use their time differently. He said in one of his YouTube videos, he said, write out a schedule of your day, and I'll tell you where you'll be in five years. Boom. Boom. I like that. I was like, wow. Because he was like, I can tell you by the way that you use your time on a regular basis where you're going to be in five years. Because if you're not invested in yourself on a daily basis, if you're not invested in your dreams on a daily basis, you're going to be probably very much the same place you are right now in five years because you're not doing anything to change it. So true. You know, so um, as you said, when we had this time, we started evaluating, some of us, how we use our time, where we spend our time. A lot of us didn't realize how much time we spend out partying, out at the bar, out, you know, with our friends. We didn't realize it was like the whole weekend. And now we have that whole weekend to ourselves. And some of us didn't, we never even thought about it because it was automatic. It was habitual. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've done this year, I always was a reader, but I had gotten busy. I had gotten away from reading. And I started reading audio books. I started going on YouTube. There's so many audio books on YouTube, yeah. free, 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 free. And I would just Google a topic that I wanted to learn about. And 
all of these books would come up. You know, I put audio book and I put the topic. And I actually started reading almost a book a week, just going to and from work, just hitting play and letting it play through my Bluetooth speakers, you know, letting YouTube play on my phone through the, through the Bluetooth speakers. And some books are even shorter than others. So like in the month of November, I've actually read nine books. Don't, eh? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's not about reading the books. It's about every time I read a book, it changes my mind. You acquire knowledge. Yes. Yeah. It changes. Like you mentioned a minute ago, competition. I've been reading. I've read like five books by this woman called Florence Scovel Shin. And she's, she's all about like affirmations and meditation and how, how that changes your mindset. And she says something that kind of blew my mind. She said, there is no competition in the kingdom of God. Woo. She said, God designed you for a purpose, for a place, a place. There is a place for you. That means you don't have to compete to be in that place. Right. When you get in line with your gift and you do whatever you are being led to do, you know what's going to happen? The doors are going to open. Right. And you're going to walk into that place. And there's a scripture that says, a man's gift makes room for him mm-hmm. and brings him before great people. Well, I never put that together with what she's saying. So the freedom that that gave me in my head was tremendous. I don't have to worry about what you're doing, what you're doing, what everybody else is doing. Excellent. I was put here for my gift, you know? And, and what I need to do is become productive and bringing that gift out, doing everything in my power to hone that gift, to practice that gift, to work on it. So just that one nugget was like. You got to change your mindset. Yeah. Once you change your mindset, for example, I stopped doing New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. because I never completed them. So I was like, either I'm going to do it now or I'm not going to do it. So the moment I started doing that, I started changing my mindset. It's, it's, it's like planting seeds. It really is uh, planting that, pr- trying to produce, trying to produce. And you keep planting, you keep planting, that harvest you're going to reap. You're going to yeah. reap it way before you know it because you, we going off other people too. Other people tell you, oh, you got to do it like this, this, and this. Well, when I first started doing spoken word, it was supposed to be, oh, you only got one feature a month. Well, I was doing three, you know. So it was like, oh, why are you doing that? Well, this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I really stay focused on whatever I'm going to do. I'm going to stay focused on it. And I don't want to spend a lot of time doing it. I don't want to spend a lot of time preparing. So by the time I get out there and do it, it's not going to be, my mind ain't going to be scattered or I got a decent and in order, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you ain't got to be busy just, I got to do this show, this show, this show, this show. But if you take enough time to prep yourself, if you do it, okay, we do it with cooking. You do it if you're working out. We got to do that in every part of our life. I teach it to my girls, from education to cleaning your room, because everything is going to do when you get older. I'm not going to be here all the time. Mm. So you'll know if I do it now, I want to do it later, and everything builds up. Now you're busy doing this, which you could have completed at another time, at that earlier time, but you procrastinated. Yeah, procrastination is a, is a 
that's that's something that that's something that gets a lot of people. Yeah, it it, it, it pauses you. Next thing you know, five years went by, ten years went by, you still saying, "Oh, I want to do this." You could have did that. I'm I'm speaking from experience, y'all. First of all, I'm speaking from experience. This is my first published book, but I wrote my first book twenty years ago. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I just feel like I didn't have enough time to do it. Then I'll start again, and then I'll stop. Or oh, something else will pop up, distract it, this and this and this. But this is what I really want to do. Once I start eliminating all them different weeds, okay. Boom. And put it out there. Now we're on a verge of being the best on it, right? Wow, that's awesome. Speaking of procrastination, I'm going to recommend to everybody this book that I have just started reading maybe a week ago, it's called The Five Second Rule. And I do not remember the author's name, but Google The Five Second Rule. And what she says in this book is that her life was a mess. Her life was a mess, 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 okay? And one day she was watching TV. Now, I believe that when you start asking the creator to help you, that you're going to get a sign. She was saying, I need some help. My marriage is about to end. We're about to go bankrupt. We're about to lose the house. Everything. Everything's falling apart. God, please help me. I don't even know what to do. I'm on the verge of being an alcoholic because all I want to do is drink. You know, my life is falling apart. And she was watching TV, and she saw this rocket about to blast off. And she saw the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. And something hit her mind, and she said, in the morning, I'm going to get out of bed on time. When that alarm goes off, I'm going to say, five, four, three, two, one, and I'm going to launch myself out of bed. Because she was having a problem getting up, and she wasn't getting up on time. She kept hitting the snooze, hitting the snooze, hitting the snooze. Her kids were getting to school late. She was running behind all day. She felt like a failure from the beginning of the day because she was hitting that snooze so many times and getting up late. And she said, that morning came, the alarm went off. She said, five, four, three, two, one, and she got out of bed. And that was the first win of the day. And then she realized that she needed to do that, not just with getting out of bed, but every time she got a little hunch to do something that her mind would kick in and want to talk her out of, she realized that she had about five seconds before her mind started to kick in and say, wow. ooh, yeah. Maybe you don't want to do this. Ooh, maybe you're going to fail. Ooh, maybe maybe people are going to be talking about you back. She had about five minutes before her mind talked her out of it. Five minutes, I, I meant five, five seconds. seconds. So the five-second rule helped her shortcut or short-circuit that whole process of talking herself out of the things that she needed to do. And then she did a whole bunch of research on it. And she found out that people that are successful, they have what's called a bias towards action. They are not sitting here thinking about things all the time because they realize when they think too long, sometimes you think too long Mm -hmm. and you think of all the things that could go wrong. Right. But they have a bias towards action in terms of when they have this gut feeling that they should do something, they act on that gut feeling. They don't let themselves talk themselves out of it. And she was also saying that she realized that it's what psychologists call a starting ritual. Some of us need starting rituals. We know what we're supposed to do, Uh but we don't start it. Uh We procrastinate. Uh We talk ourselves out of it. 
you know. And so I'm in the middle of reading this book, and it's, I, it's helping me. <laughs> it's helping me because I think all of us struggle with that, you know. Um, but another thing that I realize about the difference between being busy and being productive is priorities. You know, I used to be a person that made long to-do lists. Mm. And I would get to the end of the day and I had only accomplished eight things on that 16 thing to-do list. And I would feel bad. And then it kind of came to me, what was the most important thing on the list? Did you get that done? Right. And then I realized, oh, I actually did get the most important thing on the list done. So I wasn't failing. I was actually succeeding. I was actually just putting too much on my plate. And I needed to put the first thing first. So the first thing you did that was good was write it down. That's true. That was the most important. I tell people that all the, down, all the time, write it down. Every day you should be writing something down. You know what I mean? What's your five goals just for today? Don't just say your, your goals for five years. Work a goal every day. Once you start doing it, you start realizing that there's going to be a point where you're, you're constantly moving now towards your projected goal or being successful, make it real easy. Oh, I'm success. I just, this was completed today. That's success. Mm-hmm. You know? So the more you start pouring that affirmation into yourself, the more you're going to want to get up and do it. It's not look. It's not going to be like a task. Yeah. See, if your goal is, I want to be wealthy, what are you doing to build on that? Well, we know 100% fact that just going to that nine to five every day it's not going to build wealthy. Going to that nine to five every day and saving and then going in investments and then looking at different stocks, that can push you to your goal because now you're going to see it physically, right? Even if you put $50, by the end of the year, you can see 350 right? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to cut back on this. Now when you see progress, I, I call it the little kid syndrome. Like when I would come in, my mom, I show my, I got an A. I'm so proud of you. I want right. to get more A's. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we look in the savings account, and wife be like, oh, babe, look what we say. I know she's like, oh, I, like, oh, I got to keep doing this. Yeah, yep, yep. This is building now. Yes, building. You're right. What I do, I, I bought, and I, I'm going to tell everybody that's been watching Synergy, you probably saw me say on the first episode, Passion Planner. I have a passion planner. I love my passion planner. I probably will use the passion planner for the rest of my life um, because it has every day. It has a priority for the day you put at the top what the priority for the day is. Passion planner. I like that. Yeah. And it has for the week, your goals for the week that are personal, your goals for the week that are professional. So it has like two little slots and then it has your, you know, your daily slots where you're writing down what you're doing. I have filled my pack. I went to Family Dollar. I went and bought a dollar packet of stickers. Every time I complete something, there's a sticker. (laughs) There's a sticker. I I am not in elementary school, but you open my passion plan, you would think that I was an elementary school student. There is stickers everywhere. (laughs) Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, look at all my stickers. I did all these things. Oh, my gosh. And I highlight things and I put stars by them. I feel so accomplished. I feel like, oh, my gosh, look at all the things I've done. You know, every single day when I can put a sticker down, 
I mean, I'm happy. Right. I'm a happy camper. And you know what? It's a little bit of joy. It cost me a dollar to buy those stickers. Come on. A dollar. One dollar. 108 with tax. But the feeling of accomplishment when I get to put a sticker by something that I said I was going to do and I did it. And then there's that building because you know what? One thing we don't do is we don't realize how much our, as you were talking about, that praise, that encouragement, how much it builds. Because I know this year, even COVID and all of this stuff, I feel like I can still accomplish almost every, anything I want to do because of the things that I have done with like the passion planner and the stickers, you know, something that small is making me feel in a sense unstoppable because when I open it up before I can even get to the new day, that's blank. Mm -hmm. I'm flipping through all the old days that got nothing but stickers. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking like, man, I'm doing all this during COVID. I'm I'm doing doing it. I am doing it, you know? (laughs) And so even if it was a small thing, it still feels like it's progress. And so I think that some of us, we have to, we have to learn. We, we're in such a negative world. Mm. And if we let it, it will make us think that everything in the world is going wrong. Nothing in the world is going right. We can't do anything right. You know, that's what we will think. But I have decided I'm turning all of that off. I'm going to focus on my successes and but, I'm going to focus on my progress. Then it's the, the energy that you believe is the energy you're going to bring. Yeah. Okay, so if you watching the news twenty four seven, it's gonna put you in a bad place. Whether it's COVID, the elections, uh, death, weather, traffic, <laughs> you watch that all day. You know it's gonna put you in a jury position. So when you go out into the world, you're gonna focus on all the negative and not the positive. You gotta give yourself that TLC. You gotta give yourself that space, man. You know, cut that TV off, throw some instrumentals on. You know, right, and and I promise you, and I'm speaking facts, y'all. I promise you, like, you, I can only speak from experience, right? Five years ago, I had a heart attack, right, massive heart attack. Then they put me on a heart transplant list. Had to retire early. I thought everything was going to end. I was in a great position. You know, I'm still doing my poetry thing. I'm doing movies and acting, but my my whole focus was my job. I loved it, right? So what am I going to do next? I got down for a minute. All my friends, you know, that's in the entertainment, bringing me pens and notepads and books and write. I just didn't want to write. Why? I wrote every day, right? So my wife just told me, she said, all right, so if you don't want to write, record. Mm. So I recorded and then it accomplished, right? And then I write. And then I started by the next time I turned around, five years later, I done did six films, still acting, still producing, still on ghostwriting. I'm doing all of this that at one point I thought was going to just be a hobby. Mm -hmm. Remember, that's that busy part. Now that I'm building and when you're, when when you're developing yourself, you now have to worry, you now be comfortable with the circle, be comfortable with the circle you have. Make sure the circle is all on the same wavelength. Am I just too busy to support or is that part of my foundation of building? I want to be in a place, and I and I think that we should be in that place. Does that make you happy, what you're doing, being that busy, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Because I, I want to be able to wake up and put a smile on my face. I love that. I'm, I, put, I wrote it down at five seconds. I love that. I'm, I'm going to read that. Yeah. Read it. It's, you said a lot right there. You know, um, happiness, right? Mm. Happiness is important. Um, uh, I'm reading this book called The Metu Netter. Well, I read the book The Metu Netter, but it's M-E-T-U, N-E-T-E-R, Metu Netter for people out there. I'm reading the one that's called, I think it's Metu Netter number five. It's it's like a journal for initiates, for people who want to like really go into the depth of like the old way of the old African system of belief. But anyway, in that book, it talks about happiness. And it says that people think happiness is something that happens to you, but it's actually something that you choose. Right. And if you're doing this, oh, I'm so happy. Oh, I'm unhappy. Right. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, I'm unhappy. Oh, I'm so happy. They say it's, that's not happiness. Happiness is when you can be content right. and you can be level-headed. You can be at peace. And know that that's your nature, you know, and that's happiness. That's right. And so one of the journals in that book is to actually write down all the things that you think would make you unhappy. <laughs> and then say, none of this has to make me unhappy. I can choose to react to it differently. Um, in that book, Florence Scovel Shin, I don't remember which one because I read four of them by now. But there was one thing that she said. She said, I begin to look at my disappointments as a surprise that was about to happen later. So let's say, for mm. example, let's say, okay, I was supposed to go to an interview at a radio station and talk about doing something there, you know, with a show, which could still happen. There's no reason it couldn't happen. I might have been disappointed that it didn't happen on that day, but According to Florence Scovel Shin, she's like, you know what? There is no loss in the kingdom of God, right? So that means that anything that's for me will come to me. So if it didn't happen that day, maybe it'll happen tomorrow. Maybe it'll happen next week. And if that particular thing doesn't happen, since it's, if it's for me, it's coming to me, something equivalent to it will happen. Something equally good will happen. Something possibly even better will happen. I was like, whew, there is no loss in the kingdom of God. You remember that? You, know? you remember the book, The Secret? Yeah. Remember that? Remember yeah. That book? Yeah. That was, that was facts. I remember one thing I took. Was, remember how he said I wrote a $150,000 check and I put it on the ceiling. Mm. So every time I opened my eyes, I looked at it. Every mm. time I looked at it, I, oh, I saw it. Every time he didn't get that 150000 then. Six months later, or even a year later, but it came because he was focused on it. My favorite one was uh, the, the the woman that had cancer, and she walked around smiling every day, watching comedy with her husband, laughing and stuff. wasn't focused on the disease, but just focused on living, mm-hmm. not beating in it, just focused on living, being happy, and she beat it. I would see that all the time with patients. I would see one patient come in, and they'd be down to the core, and another patient with the same uh, diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? That, that 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 smile. How are you doing? How you, you? Do you know, man? You you know, a couple months, maybe at the most. No, they beat it. Yeah. I really believe it's your mindset, the energy that you put in, it's the energy that you're gonna pour out. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I agree with you on that. You know, I wanted to go back to something else that you said. Um, busy or building. You know. We can have 
so many things that we're working on. But I, I believe in two things. Number one, I believe in taking breaks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to rest. Sometimes you need to come back with a new, renewed vision. And sometimes you mentioned the circle that you're in. Sometimes when we're busy, we get burnt out. And the people that normally get burnt out the most are the people who are spinning their wheels like the hamster that you mentioned because they don't see the progress. Um, They get frustrated. They get discouraged. They feel like they're the only ones doing everything and everybody else is doing nothing, which there could be some truth to that. You may need to ask for some help. You may need to, you know, delegate. You may need to figure out how to, Pay somebody to do some yeah, of this stuff that you're it's doing. It's all right. It's how you, <laughs> you know, you may need to do that. But sometimes what you need to do is go get inspired, mm. you know. And one thing that I love in the poetry community is we always have, you got the internet, you got people that put their poetry online, you got writer's block. Turn on some poetry and listen to oh, somebody yeah. else. Listen to somebody else. You know, you're going to get motivated get or... Motivated. Now, we're going to take a minute right here, and we're going to shout out to our, our, our sisters and brothers in the poetry world. So this hey. shirt that I'm wearing, this is Shaney the Poet, Shani the Poet. Hey, sis. Poetically thick. Happy birthday, Shani. Yeah, this is her shirt. I bought it at a show uh, at Midtown Arts. What's the name of that place? Oh, Midtown the Arts match. Center. The match. match. The match. match. Yeah, she was selling her shirts. I saw this. I loved it. Poetically thick. I'm wearing it. I'm no, definitely no, poetically thick. So it fits me completely. So now who are you wearing? I'm wearing B-Tap. Shout out to B-Tap. So Poetry, how you doing? This is her sweater. You can get it on her inbox or on uh, B-Tap at Facebook or B-Tap on Instagram. Plus, I got uh, my girl Miracle the Poet, her mask. Shout out to Miracle. You can hit her on Facebook, Instagram. All right, so So we love supporting. We do love supporting. And the thing about building, if you're trying to build yourself, come on, come on, and that's it, say it, you need to stop. Truth. Because you should be about building the community. True. If you, what does the Bible say? What? Whatever you give, you're going to receive. You know, as you give, you receive. You need to sow into other people. You know, you you need to sow, exactly. You need to sow into other people because how can you expect other people to support you and you don't support anybody, (laughs) you know? So when it, when it comes to building, there is a whole idea of, oh, I'm so busy. I got to get everything done. I got to move forward. I got to do this, you know, and, and you're so focused on you, me, you know, this just, here's me. Sometimes you need to take a break from whatever you're doing and say, okay, how can I support this person? How can I support this person? How can I support this person? Because what happens is, is karma, baby. Yeah, It's karma, baby. (laughs) What you do to others comes back to you. You know, so if you're not, if you're so focused on tilling your own ground, you know, you can't, you can't get the results that you want. So that's the difference between being busy and being productive. And yeah, I know you I wanted got, to I chime in gotta, on that. I got to tag you on that one. Because <laughs> it's so, what you're saying is so big for the poetry community or the culture or the entertainment. Just the culture of the black community, period. I've seen people a tag me, right? 
but won't even share or like or claim or buy a ticket, right? But you constantly tagging people. And this is, and I get this all the time. We've been doing this for a while, right? People say, man, how, I don't ever even see them come out, you know, not one time. Now, I understand, you know, like me, I, I know I have to pace myself. Most of the people know my condition, so it's what it is. But when you put the, when you plant that ground that you support, all oh, people, you, you, you have to stop and say, hey, I, I ain't going to be able to get this right now. Because people are going to pour into you because they know you solid, you know. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand how a person, you have a podcast. Let's just, let's just keep it smooth right here. Your podcast, people is flooding your inbox because Zen has showed that she support in all fashions. Shirt, man, I've been, you know, we've been knowing each other for a minute. So I know, I mean, I got the award from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw the love that came in. People that was living way on the west side, east side, down in Galveston. People was driving hour, hour and a half just to come to your spot. That's love. But if you're not doing anything but just focusing on yourself, that's this is one of the things you can't just focus on self and say, "I focus on me," uh, but I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna be nowhere in your light. I'm not gonna touch you or receive from you. But please just give to me. It's not going to work. I'm telling you that right now, y'all. It's not going to work. It's right. not going to work. Not not in the society of building and support. We have to support each other at the end of the day. And let me say this. Everybody in this room is black, even though you can't see the cameraman. He's black, too. <laughs> you know, everybody in shout this room. Shout out to the cameraman. Yeah, shout out to John Ross. John Ross Dyke in the room. In the house. Virgo yes. Nation. Virgo Nation in the house. So, but uh, I wanted to say this. Um, I love my people. I love all people, but I especially love my people. Absolutely. All right. Um, and I mean that to say that if I can find a black cameraman, I'm going to find one. Tell if me. I can find a, a soul food restaurant that's black owned, if I can find a beauty product that's black owned, if I can find a, a hairdresser, shout out to uh, Bella at Beehive Salon who did my hair up this way. She's been doing so many things with my hair since I went natural. I'm going to look and I'm going to support. When I was doing um, the podcast at Floa Studios, shout out to Coco Sullivan. Hey. I am going to look. And I'm going to, to the best of my abilities, support my black brothers and sisters because right. I believe we have to build ourselves. And we can't be, I can't be focused on I'm busy doing my goals, but I have this money that I could spend in my community, but I'm not even going to look. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough for me. You know, for me, it's not always a possibility. You can't always find it. But if I can find it, I'm going to use it. Right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share. I'm going to tell people. I'm going to say, hey, you know, I had a great experience. And, you know, you should really reach out to so-and-so. You should really reach out to this person. Because if we don't build ourselves, then what is the purpose of doing any of this? If you're not going to pour into other people and say, this is my community. I'm proud of this community. I want everybody in my community to succeed. I want us all to rise together. Mm-hmm. If you're just busy, you know, people used to say, us four, no more. If you're just worried about <laughs> your kids and your wife and that's it, 
you live in a world as bigger than your kids and your wife. Come on, Zen. You know, and and eventually you're going to need something outside of the four walls of your house. So I am saying to you guys, it's about to be Christmas season, and I do not celebrate Christmas in terms of going to church and all that kind of stuff. I do celebrate giving and loving and family. That's right. And I'm going to be pouring my money for my Christmas gifts into black-owned companies. That's right. Okay. Um, I do that every time. Birthdays, anniversaries, holidays. I'm at the black market and I'm buying. Okay. I'm at, at, at the Buffalo Soldiers Museum. Yeah, I'm um at I'm at Madonna. the shrine of the Black Madonna <laughs> and I'm buying yeah. they know me because I'm in there buying. So um shout out to all those black markets out there. Right. I believe that we can get whatever we need within our community. Other communities do it. And that's one reason why they're successful. It's one reason that, that, that they are growing and vibrant and we need to do it more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Because it, you have to love yourself, you know? And I love us so much, you know what I mean? Like to the point where it tears you up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause we, we are value. You are value. Then I just wrote this piece today because mm-hmm. of you, um, the shout out to my homeboy, uh, the Tony had not the photographer, to, you know, you're a great photographer out here. Hit him up when you can. Um, B tap came through, just got this today. She came right in the nick of time, you know, miracle Carlos. Like it's so many people I can name that I met through poetry, but they do, they all do other things. You know what I mean? That whatever you need, you can find. Now I'm not saying in the essence of don't go support, uh, we are, you know what? I'm just going to keep it 100. We already support them, the other ethnicities. I mean, we they, they have the majority. You know what I mean? So if you, over your 40s, you remember of a time when there was a black utopia before the crack epidemic. You know what I mean? Like, I know I, what I went through. But I remember when it was so urban. I mean, it was the barbershop right there, the dry cleaner, the nail salon, the hair salon. You know, so I grew up like that. So... My mind hasn't changed. It's just always been that way. That's always what I've seen. So if I have to go out my way to drive an hour or or whatever to get to this one location, well, then I'm going to do it, you know, because they deserve to build too. We go to church every Sunday. Yeah. Dude, build that pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the pastors. (laughs) <laughs> so in the essence if you're gonna say community community is really pouring into it you ain't got to live in that community that's what i had to explain to people when we a matter of fact no it was a, my indian partner taught me that when he was like you know our community our community i was like man where y'all at he was like no just the indian population so you can be in clear lake or rice and bear lair but it's the community they pour into it and you look how they thrive Look at mm. look at Chinese, look at the Asian community, you know, the Hispanic community from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast. You see they have blocks. I want us to see us with blocks. So if I have that twenty dollars or that five dollars or that shirt, why not? Why not? Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. So I want I want you to tell us your story. You know, I know in your bio that you sent me that I put on my page, you said that God and poetry saved your life. Yep. 
So I wanted you to kind of tell us about your story and tell us about the book that you have. And of course, you got to spit some poetry for us. So, so just kind of kind of take us through your line. Okay. Um, I say God and poetry saved my life because when I moved out here in 2001, I got saved. You know what I mean? I was uh, um, going to church and whatnot, but I kept writing. Right. And you know, in, in the word, God say, "Seek and you shall find." So at the time, I was seeking us, I was like, you know, because the passion of Christ and, you know, all the depictions of us was, the, we wasn't there, <laughs> you mm. know, you know, from TV. So once I got that, he led me to the Holman Dictionary. The Holman Dictionary just broke down like, oh, Moses' wife was black and what this was and where this regional and where this was geographically and everything. So that was the first step. Second, keep writing. So when I started writing, it was the word that led me back to Africa that led me to Dr. Kwesi, Dr. Ben. So it's, it's, it started pulling me out the streets. Mm. So instead of being active as a gang member, gang banging, it was, I started seeing something different. Not only that, when I moved to Houston, this was the first time I ever seen the multitude of diversity of black people. You know, they don't have no historical black colleges in Cali. So I've seen so many educated brothers and sisters from Old City, you know, and from the North Side. Shout South out side. to Jarvis. Right. That's my HBCU, <laughs> Jarvis Christian College. Okay. Turned me on. It just turned me on like I can succeed. And it was the individuals around me, right? So went from that process to, okay, well, let me do something different. So I stopped going to the clubs and start going to the poetry lounges. Mm. Then a friend took uh shout out to, matter of fact, uh, Ernest you know, his birthday coming up, baritone. Everybody knows baritone. He grabbed my first poetry book, uh, Mixed Emotions. He started reading it. It's about 2008. And he goes, yo, man, you need to get on this mic. <laughs> man, ain't nobody spitting no poetry. Man. I'm a rapper, you know. <laughs> nah, I come through. So I went through Shadow Bar. Shout out to the homie Seven. And um, got up there and I did a, a poetry is poetry piece, you know. And everybody liked it. You know, they jumped up. Like, yo, yo, I was feeling that energy. I love the energy in there, man. It was so cool, the vibe and the music. So I just started writing and, and I and started spitting that. Now I'm spitting. Now I'm getting taught to spit. And, and taught, shout out to Deep, who, my sister, who really molded the way I, 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 I do my poem. With that, I'm just going to fast forward to 2015. When I had the heart attack, wifey rushed me to the hospital. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. So shout out to wifey. This whole time, going through all these steps, you know, make breakups, makeups, hurt, habits, hangups, through all that, my focus was I kept hearing God say two things. Write. Recite. Write. Recite. I would hear that. No matter, no matter where I was in life, I always had to pick up a pen. That saved my life. Mm. It stopped me from getting to a lot of altercations that I probably would have been in if I never picked up the mic. It stopped me from being in a lot of situations I would have I would have never been in if I would have never picked up if I if I would have picked up the mic, I'd have been in those situations. Mm. And I recognize that. So I'm blessed to be here at 42. And at 21, when statistically I'm supposed to be gone, I had no idea. So that's that's the thing. We don't know what God has in store for us. So the unexpected thing is some of the most, most beautiful things. 
that's how the book was created, The Unknown Child Named Yolan. You're telling the story from birth to now. You know, in the sequence. So, yeah. Yeah, God important you saved my life. <laughs> that's 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 awesome. You know, um, I definitely can relate to just the power of poetry, the power of words, and just feeling like I remember being in high school and feeling like I really didn't fit in, and finding you know poetry, finding um, novels, you know, finding Maya Angelou for one was just. Right. You know, just captured my imagination, made me feel like, okay, here's somebody who went through something like what I went through, Gil's you know, and it. I didn't feel weird or strange or different anymore because I was like, I'm not the only one. Yeah. I'm not the only one. She she went through this, you know, and it was a beautiful thing to, to, to see yourself in another person. And, and, you know, I have always thought that, words were so transformative because even if you've never met a person when they write down their experience you get to live their life and sometimes you realize that they've lived your life yes yes how many times you had <laughs> a, 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 a fan or a person out the audience come and tell you oh my god that's what i went through or man i, I thank you for spitting that that was so you know yeah. i went through the same it, it, it's, it's it feel like the spoken word community is like a secret society <laughs> you know, and once you initiate it, you know, you're a lifetime member. You know? <laughs> and I, just, I I really do, man. It's it's the greatest thing on earth to me, you know, because it's, it's always going to be there. And it's always going to be somebody that's going to expose you. Like these young cats that's out right now, out here. Oh, man. Oh, man. I could just sit back all day and just watch these dudes and these, and these, and these sisters just go in. You know, what's interesting is every now and then you meet somebody and they're like, oh, you're so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know about you. <laughs> I heard about you. That part, this somebody said, you got that poem. Right. That poem. I'm like, you ain't even met this right. person, but they know your right, poems. I'm right, like, right. okay, <laughs> I'm feeling, or I'm Feel out somewhere. Like I went to, this was before COVID. So I went to this uh, spot and it was a live band playing and these people just started coming up to me all over the place and they were like, you so and so. I heard you spit this, and I heard you. Oh, I was it. I was here, and you were there, right. and you did this, and I'm like, okay. You yes. never know who gonna be. You watching. never know. You just never know. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yes, man. So speaking of the power of poetry, what would you like to share with us tonight? Just spit something for us, or recite something to us from your book. You know what? Let's, let's go into the book. Let's All right, book. let's go into the book. I ain't read something in a minute. Oh. Oh, man. Now, you know it's crazy when you don't pick up your book in a minute. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to pick one. This is called Celestial Lovers. She asked, will you protect? Keep me coming from the ills of this universe. This globe was too small for her intergalactic ambitions, goals to make their love unintelligible to any other. Giving pump vessels to her king, released torso, VIP access to her castle, allowed his temple to share her sanctuary. They practice peace and harmony. 
on faraway landscapes. Legendary footprints paved before their eyes. Love surpasses their abilities to seek a need to leave. Cocoon closure, wrapped tight, intertwined soul ties outlining the beginning. Strong man, beautiful woman. He flexes his assurance across her ebony frame, tasting the lips of heritage, exhaling the breaths of forevermore intoxicating, massaging dark skin, coarse fingers across her delicate shoulders, touch, vibration, pulsating, pleasant, pleasant, rush, rush, rush. Oneness has now taken effect, leaving this galaxy. Two minds, one body, Yin, yang, fire, water, heaven, earth, so magnetically coupled. Worlds that suffer from lost love use these two chemistry as spiritual doctrine. Copies was made, handed out doctrines on what true love really means. Glaring at their pictures from walls from ancient past. Amazing how one's love cannot be duplicated. Paintings inscribed on cathedrals, carved out of gold. Worship sculpted from precious stones turned into zodiac signs. Summer's heated great exotic escapes. No clothes on, just satin sheets and linen scarves blowing in the midnight wind during this season. Taking her places no other man can, she receives his destination. Comforts confusing by bypassing naysayers, lightning floating by as clouds float by, as clouds float by, as clouds float by the solid of her feet. She calls him king over me. He calls her queen over me, dancing slowly, molding for love of generations to come, a foundation built on two lovers' image. Tattooed on their heart. Never give up. Never quit. Our love is forever. This is it. The first king and queen that taught the Milky Way on what soulmates means. Showering the essence across the nebula. Locked away in chambers behind secret vaults lay the lover's remains. Pray to like the black Madonna by the Pope every day. Celestial lovers. Bodies bound for eternity. Mm. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I ain't spending a minute, my... How long is this gone? <laughs> man, this man, man. You know, sometimes at night I have to download my brain so I can go to sleep. Mm. I have to, my brain is, you know, swirling. I got to get it all out on the paper. And sometimes I get so wrapped up in my emotions that I actually have to put them on paper to make sense of them. There's so many swirling around, and that's a beautiful thing because writing clarifies everything. It it just brings beauty and order to everything, and that's that's one reason why I'm a writer. And, and, you know, when I first started Laughs and Lyrics, (laughs) Shout out to uh, Lyrics. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I had this thing that I would say. I would say that, what we're doing is not new. Sitting here talking and reciting poetry, this is what people did back in, you know, when we were still in caves, when we were we were really never in caves, when we were still in like villages, you know, um Edward. around the fire, people told stories, people recited poetry, people danced and sang, and this was what bonded them. This was what put your heart in my heart, you know, I knew where you were coming from. I bonded with you, you know, and that's something that I feel I'm so glad we're getting back to because there's nothing like being in an audience with somebody pouring out their heart. Yeah. There's nothing 
else on the planet like that. It changes you in a way that nothing else can. It makes you remember what it is to be human. Yeah. You know, and I remember I was talking to a businessman and he was like, why do you do what you do? And I said, because it reminds people of what it is to be human. Mm-hmm. It reminds people of what really matters. They come in stressed and they leave refreshed. I like that. Because they remember what it is to be human. They remember what it's like to laugh and to sing and to dance and to hear the truth unvarnished, not politically correct. I mean, to hear somebody's truth and it, and it changes them. And I realized the power of that, you know, when I was sitting in audiences and I was like, this is one of the most powerful things on the planet. Yeah. This what's happening right now. And I want to be part of bringing that to more people. And I want to be part of bringing diversity to more people. Because sometimes when you go to some shows there, it's all poetry or it's all music or it's all comedy. But I wanted to bring that diversity because I felt like each one of those voices had a powerful message. And so I wanted to combine it, you know, but, um, you will never find the most authentic in anything like poetry. Oh yeah, I, there's yeah. and and poetry goes hand in hand with jazz. Poetry goes hand in hand with comedy. That's why you see a lot of poor, a lot of spoken word artists can spit that comedy too to me. Mm-hmm. But they're speak like Dave Chappelle said. You know, I'm telling you the truth, but I'm hitting you with punchlines. Yeah. Mm, yeah, you know that's that's how I feel with with spoken word. I I love that the same way Zen. I love to see that person get up there and just pour their heart out, whether it be a, a, a hurt, <laughs> maybe it be, you know, my baby, it was, I got some last night, or maybe it can be about politics or injustice, something that, but it's personally affecting them. You touch the masses when you do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm going to spit a piece real quick, but I wanted to get back to our theme for tonight. Cause if you guys don't, don't understand this is all about are you busy or are you building? Because art is a legacy. We must have artists. We always need artists. That is legacy. That is what, again, keeps us feeling human. And let me talk about busyness. There's a, a song that I heard when I was probably 20. It was called Cats in the Cradle, and it's a 70s song. And um, it starts off. A man is busy. He's basically busy sing, doing sing, everything. Sing. I, Go on, sing. I, Go on, sing. I don't even have it memorized. But, but, but anyway, it's, it's something like, um, okay. The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. But we'll when get together again. again. <laughs> I know we'll have a good time then. So the story starts off. I don't think they know you can sing. I just wanted to be <laughs> The story starts off with a boy asking his dad to play with him. And the, 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 the dad says, you know, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'll do it later. I'm too busy. And then his son grows up. And the dad basically says, hey, when we're going to get together. And he goes, I'm too busy. I'm oh. too busy. You know, soon. But right now I'm too busy. And at the end of the song, the man says, you know, my son is just like me. My boy grew up just like me. 
and he realized that while he was busy, he missed building. Mm -hmm. He missed building a relationship with his son. He missed building a bond with his son. He missed building a legacy. So what I want to leave with you guys as we get ready to wrap up is that busyness is all about getting stuff done, but it's not about getting stuff done that leaves a legacy. You need to decide what your legacy is. What do you really want to leave behind? What do you want etched on your tombstone? Or better yet, what do you want etched in the hearts of the people that you know? Do you want them to say she was somebody who supported everybody or she was somebody who was always busy? He was somebody who was out doing good in the community, taking his scars and showing them to people so that they could be inspired by his journey or he was always busy. Because that's really the choice that you have. We all have the same 24 hours. But some people have the right priorities and some people are just busy. And so when you decide what you want your legacy to be, that will make you determine some things you got to cut out because you don't have time for that. Because you don't have time for everything. You do have time for the things that mattered. And COVID taught us that. Straight facts. You know, COVID taught us we can figure out what matters and we can make time for it. So what is your legacy going to be? Decide it. What are you building toward? Decide that. And then make your life line up. Make your priorities line up. You know, your kids, your family needs to be somewhere in that list of priorities. Your legacy needs to be somewhere in that list of priorities. Your talents and skills need to be somewhere in that list of priorities. There are certain things that need to be at the top. You know, spirituality, self-care. You know, you need to have some balance. And some of the busyness needs to be X'd because everything doesn't need to get done. That's true. Some things need to be undone, left undone. They are really not that important. But some things that you're leaving undone need to be moved up the priority list. And I think it's time for people who have never sat down and said, what is my purpose in life to sit down, especially during COVID sit down and figure out what the heck you're here for. If you haven't ever thought about that, if you don't have an answer to that, if somebody asks you, what are you here for? You're like, uh, uh, no, <laughs> you should be able to spit it out right like that. You know, maybe you can't spit it like we would spit it as poets, but you know, you should be able to spit it. So, I'm going to tell you my purpose in life. And I actually created this poem to start off every one of my shows because I wanted people to understand my purpose. Okay. My purpose. Zenergy is tied into my purpose. Zenergy isn't just something I do. It's connected to my purpose. Zenergy is not busy work. It's not because I have nothing to do with my time. It's connected to my purpose. You know, these shirts, this mug, this pillow, it's tote. This is not busy work. This is connected to my purpose. Everything you see me do is connected to my purpose. It is not busyness. Everything you see me do is for a purpose. It is building. It is part of my legacy. So, my name is Zenashe, and I will now unfold the story behind that name and the lessons that it holds 20 years ago. I worked my way through college ed, 
Waitressing, I paid the bills three jobs in all. I bled. A day arrived so full of strife, co-workers craved the pill that kept a smile upon my face when they all wanted to kill. What, what are you on that gives you rest? I need some of your zen, they stress. I smiled and just confessed. My faith is all I need. Fast forward 10 and once again a day arrived with rage and in the midst of chaos, others marveled at my grace, hung around, embraced my calm, my total centeredness. Again, they intoned, Zen you be, but I did not see that in me until I embraced my destiny. I had to give in. It took me 20 years to see the purpose of my life, to calm and soothe and to inspire to dim effects of strife. Ashe came next, a word that means so be it, like amen. Yoruba in origin, it bonds me to lost kin, yet deeper still like Shayla written in the Psalms, it means be still and meditate on what you read, ponder long. Yet even more, it means my words exhale with force. They live, they breathe, they change the world. They alter my own course. A writer and a poet, this name states my destiny to exhale, living, breathing words that change humanity, that encourage people to consider truth and challenge them to grow. Because at the end of everything, self-knowledge must unfold. And so now you know my purpose. And you understand my plan. You have just entered the state of Zen. Never be the same again. Thank you. So to sum that up, my purpose and the purpose for Zenergy is to calm and soothe and to inspire. To challenge people to grow. That is what I do with my show. And that is what I do with energy. That is what I do with everything. When you look at gets in, stays in, spreads in, this is supposed, this is a challenge. Get your head right. Stay right in your heart and then spread it out. This is energy. This is me. This is my purpose. Everything that you see, when you look at this, Lit to transmit, a fire to inspire, a light to ignite, luminous. Same thing, different words, same message. I'm supposed to be a light. You're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to stay lit. Let's show people the way, inspire them, light them. All right, poetic justice, spit truth. I'm supposed to be here to tell you the truth. Poetically. Poetically thick, you know, poetically, but still the truth. Everything that you see, what is life about? Laughs and lyrics. It's about music. It's about poetry. It's about drama. It's about all the things that make life worthwhile, make us feel human. So everything you see on this table, it's part of my purpose. It's not just because it's cute. It's part of my purpose. So busy your building. Find your purpose. Walk in it. Everything you do. Everything you do, everything you do should line up with your purpose. If it's not, you're just busy. Mm. If it is, you're building. That's facts. I don't like that. So how can people find you, Mr. Yolan? How can they find you? 
You can go to www.yolanyoung.com. That's Yolan Young, Y-O-L-A-N, Young.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Yolan Young, or my fan page, Yolana Poets Poet, and Instagram, a Poets Poet. Again, that's www.yolanyoung.com. <laughs> awesome. And I am Zenashe, Z-E-N-A-S-E. And as you see, I am passionate about people walking in their purpose. I am passionate about you finding what 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 really makes you thank you. What makes you live and grow and feel joy and peace. And this is Yolan's book. So get one. We got Christmas coming up. Hey. Hey. Give some literature. You know? Give some give some Give some, you know, shirts and mugs and other things. I got a whole store. You can, you know, look at my link tree, you know, www.laughsandlyricsmerch.com. All right. You know, you can go on there. You can get a shirt, mug, blankets, socks, totes, all kind of stuff, hoodies. So we got black businesses out here to support. Support black businesses during this Christmas season. You know, get stuff that's going to make you feel good. That's going to make you inspired that's going to bring light to your life and i want to thank you for joining us so we're going to sign off may you walk in synergy thank you guys have a great night give the gift of lift lift people up lift people up so when they look at your your shirt they look at your mug they get an inspiring message. They're lifted. Mm-hmm.